Libman is using no mark headphones with the Yeti Blow mic. Is it Yeti Blow mic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm using a KSC 75. So we'll be on heads will know what that is. <laughs> you see my headphones, right? They look very <laughs> fucked up, weird headphones. I see them, but uh, I'm not going to include any of this. This is not like you know, please include this. Really? Yeah, because because there's a people out there who are obsessed with equipment and, and audio stuff. And they will be very they will be quite interested to hear. What that I've the, I've got shitty I headphones would. and you've got shitty headphones and uh you have no you it's not shitty headphones, my headphones are very good. Best are they? Of our kind of really? Yeah, they're all, really they look they're really a bit rubbish. Are, yeah, they're, they're designed from the 80s. Mm-hmm. They're open backs, which always sounds better than closed back headphones. And uh, they're very good. I've, I've, made, I've had some expensive headphones that I've tried these against. Uh, and it's, I think open back headphones are just generally better. And also, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, there, we, you know, there, there, there's a lot of people that are actually saying, so I know you don't get it, but there's people out there, you know, when, when, whenever there's a musician, people obsess about what gear they're using. I don't what, get that. I do not get that at all. Because anytime, anytime I see someone who's really good at something, whether it's mm. music or whether it's art or a hobby or anything, if yeah. they're good, you don't attribute it to their equipment. Buying the same yeah. equipment is never going to make you as good as them. It's mm. their self-expression that's making this fascinating you. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It is a bad, very bad habit to obsess about. This is actually a big thing I was thinking about for ages. I'm not going to go into it because I will fill up the whole podcast. With it. Uh, let's but get it into is, it. we got nothing else. we no, got very no, little else. No, we can't. This is a huge idea of mine. But there is a big thing about... Can you just dip into it slightly then? Dip into it slightly. Well, essentially, it essentially, well, this isn't two a million miles away from what you was talking about. Which is? the swing dancing. Which is Don't get me started on that. Don't, do not right. get me started on that because I'll be but going for hours. To summarize what Liban was saying and also what I was saying, Liban was um, complaining about the swing dancing scene. He was saying there's all these tech bros into it. A lot of tech bros, who have, who developers, have this, like, IT dudes, just people who very, right. yeah, go, go, work this, at Google, work at Facebook, Silicon Valley they, types. And they have this, they have this very mechanical view of swing dancing it's like a science that they reduce it to formulas uh, and instead of embracing the spontaneity and creativity of the swing dancing right that's a that's that's you you summarize you've summarized half an hour of my ranting yeah pretty much (laughs) but because i totally get it because this is exactly what it's, it's a whole thing if you go into any other any community there are people who obsess over the, with the tool over what it uh, enables you to do you know and mm-hmm. very often it's, this is the, i'm not i'm gonna stop here because i will end up branding for three hours about this is a huge this is a huge well uh, give me a little flavor give me a little taste let me see the preview it's it's, it's essentially wherever you go now that we live in the age of Aquarius, mm-hmm. you're seeing a major. And for shift. people who don't know, you're, you're tossing that out there like everybody should know. This is an this is a concept that you had to you know break out to me. The age of Aquarius is an age that we entered. How long ago? Would you say about ten years ago or five well, years ago? Well, I think we've been I think we've been gradually uh, entering it in different forms. I think throughout the end of the 20th century, certainly now mm-hmm. with the invention of the internet, you can see 
gradations. We're, we're exiting the age of Pisces and we're entering the age of Aquarius. And what does what does the age of Aquarius mean? Mate, you really want me to rant? No, not at all. No, no, no. I just, I, because you're tossing out concepts that I'm obviously familiar with because I talk to you a lot, but people who listen to this won't know. So you just got to give us a little bit so that they know the context. The age okay, of Aquarius so, is... Right, but we're just, we're just, we're, we just exited the age of Pisces. Pisces is the fight. It's a very emotional um, period. It's the fish. Obviously, you had 2000 years of Christianity being dominant. It's uh, suffering, it's joy, it's extreme cruelty, extreme beauty, it's imagination, it's, it's very much spirituality. That's the age of Pisces, that's the age that we're leaving. We just left and, that age, yeah, yeah that was the 2,000 years before. Right, and we're now entering 2,000 years of age of Aquarius, we're kind of in it already, and Aquarius is about information, technology, formulae, it's about transhumanism, it's about... Uh, science rationality it's an air science. hard Very logic science. yeah hard logic yeah you see that everywhere now and you're gonna you see you've seen the death of creativity you've seen mm. the death of piscean creativity the death of piscean religious spirituality you've even seen the death of piscean cruelty in a way the world isn't as cruel as it was but you see the rise of technology of information being the fundamentally most important a new it's a new religion well i would say that i'm pisces but anyway they don't they don't so see they, it as a religion because they're not a pisces <clears throat> yeah to them it's just uh, the of course information is the most important thing of course information of course data do you have a source to back up that claim that's an aquarius talking <laughs> do you have a source to back up that claim <laughs> okay you know and uh, you see evidence of it everywhere. What was I talking about? Swing so dancing. we were talking about swing dancing and all these tech bros who come into swing yes. dancing and may basically take this uh, wonderful organic format and they just sort of break it down into piecemeal. And uh, yeah, they take a lot of the fun out of it and they dance in such a selfish way that it's, it's, it's awful to see. And you literally link a guy who is doing a spreadsheet of like mathematical equations of like yeah okay, so when you do this step you can go into this step or that step like he's following a chart it utterly baffled chart. me that yeah this guy this guy was on the swing dancing forum and he basically started a post saying i want to do a spreadsheet or a or a google app or something so that yeah. you can have a flow chart of moves that you can go from a to b and then from b to either c and d and he, he he's basically trying to break it down in such a logical mechanical way that it's yeah it, i found i genuinely was repulsed by it i looked at it and i i got goosebumps from how horrible it felt well what do you what do you well, let's 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 put that guy aside or maybe use him as a what what does swing dancing mean to you what is what do you embrace about swing dance what do you like what about that repulsed you and because yeah. because it completely misses the point it completely misses the point of a partner dance uh, the way I approach it is a partner dance is a conversation between you and the person you're dancing with and also the music itself. So there's like, there's two different things that you're interacting with there. And when you, when you focus on yourself so much that you're focused on your own internal formulas that you're building up, you're completely disregarding the two main aspects of what, what, it, what it's about. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm completely with you. But uh, you're going to have to deal with that for 2,000 years. 
2,000 years of that. Jesus. 2,000 years of that. It's going to be extreme, man. It's going to be extreme. Oh, you go. Ay, ay, ay. All right. So what do you have for us today, Libra? I've got I've got two things. So do you want to do do you want to do do you want to do your two things first? Because I know if I do my things, you're gonna just dismiss <laughs> them because you'll be anxious to get to yours. <laughs> I I was talking about selfish dancers just now, and yes, you just pointed out I'm a selfish listener. Are you a selfish that, dancer? How does that manifest in a swing dance? I'm not a selfish dancer. I'm saying those tech bros that I was describing were selfish dancers. It's a selfish dancer. A dancer for himself. What is that? No, but what do you mean? That's a that's a private dancer, Tina Turner. But I adjusted I, the lyrics. Oh, I don't know that one. That, dancing that. for money, he dances for himself. Oh, very clever. No, well, I don't know that, that one. How does that manifest in swing dancing? What in swing dancing? A selfish dancer yeah. in swing dancing is basically someone who completely disregards their partner. They're not really paying attention to what their partner's doing. They're rather than flowing smoothly and going from one thing into the next or one idea into the next one they're sort of going herky-jerky and stopping and starting because they're not they're not thinking about the partnership they're thinking about themselves and they're thinking about what they want to do next so um but you're the male so you're the lead so doesn't that isn't that onus on you to kind of take well the dance let's let's separate two things there first of all uh women can lead as well you do get women who lead and men who follow because i a modern progressive thing it is a modern progressive thing but it's also it really? it's, it's a fun thing as well though because i do both i lead and follow so um it, you can you can swing whichever way you want is one way i'd put it um what was the actual thing though uh yeah so when when you're leading it's basically it's not all up to you because you're both fundamentally dancing. So you can make a suggestion and the other person, the follow, can follow that suggestion or they can subvert it or reinterpret it. So it is a thing of going back and forth. It's not like the lead has 100% command of the dance and they're saying, we're going to do this and this and this. It's how about we do this? And then they say, well, I like that, but let's switch it up and do it sideways like this. Right, even in the traditional... Yeah, even in the traditional gender, role, men, gender roles, yeah. Women have a... Of course, confidence. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We should do more swing dancing metaphors. You know, I said the other day we should do more football. Now you should, you should bring everything back to swing dance. Just everything comes back to dancing. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm a selfish listener is what you're saying, that we, we've got to do my segments first because if we did your ones, <laughs> I wouldn't be paying attention. I'd just be waiting for my turn to come around. Well, I don't know. Maybe my siblings are quite weak. I did. I did want to say something more about myself, but I don't know if that'll end up being a discussion or just something we cut out of the podcast. It'll definitely end up being a discussion because I find you endlessly fascinating. So let's get my two little shitty segments out of the way, and then we'll move on to the meat of the what what you've got right. to bring because that's All always right. that's always I great. Really have, <laughs> I don't really have much to bring, but there was. Um, did you? All right, whatever. Forget that. We'll, we'll, yeah, go on. Let's do your segments. Let's do your segments. Okay. So the first one is back in episode one, we were talking about the act of creation and, oh, yes. and doing things live 
in person so that people could hear it and see how creative ideas, whether they be good or bad, uh, can be, you know, developed and expanded upon and then either released out into the world or relegated to a dustbin never to be discussed again. So, no, go ahead. Well, this is actually one of the things that I was going to say. I feel like I know what you're going to say. I think you told me actually But I was going to say, because you, when we did the podcast, we put the podcast on Podbean, you chose to do seasons, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And I was thinking, okay, if you do seasons, there's, there's some sort of arc then, isn't there? It's not just like you get together every week and you ramble. Uh-huh. And so I was thinking, actually, because we was talking about trying to do music online as well, right? I was thinking, how about every season we have a different project? And we try to create something so that at the end of the season, we have something. So it might be like enough sketches for a sketch show or enough songs for an album or one episode of a sitcom, pilot episode of a sitcom. Or I love it. I love it. This sounds, we've, got, we've got something uh, tangible at the end of each season. Yes. So you, so you could say, well, all right, the end of season one, we've, we've done... Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I like it. I like it. Put it down. Put it down. So what what would be season one? Well, did, that's... did you finish off your idea? Well, no, I've got my idea here and uh, we'll talk about it today, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be this idea. We can, the, the, the season can, part of the season can be the development of something to figure out what we actually want to do. So we can have a couple of episodes coming with different ideas and then we pick one and then work on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, go on. What's your idea? Let's hear your idea then. Okay, here's a, here's a, here's the scene. Let me set the scene. Today, I'm pitching to you a TV show. All right. And I need you. This isn't just a one way thing where I'm going to say something. I need you to actively contribute as we're talking and help me fill out the details and help me make it something that you, you, you know, you care about. Right. I'm the head of the Batman franchise. You're the head of the Batman franchise. Uh, you need to be giving me notes and then helping a- me. I'm not going to be giving notes. I'm going to be rejecting your idea immediately. Because <laughs> that's where they're headed. The Batman franchise does. All right. Let's hear your idea then. All right. Let's hear your big shot. You've got right. two minutes. Go All on. right. Could, could you get Louise to get me a cup of tea first? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Louise is busy, I'm afraid. Two minutes. Counting uh, down. No. One minute, 50 seconds. Come oh, on, let's go. D- All right. So here's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be like a, you know, prestige drama series. One of those 10 episode big budget drama series. What does prestige drama series mean? You know, those big, big HBO shows. Like, um, good, like Goodfellas, uh, Sopranos. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's the format. One hour serious drama. Um, you've got yourself, uh, a 32 year old woman, right? Let's start off with that. You got yourself a 32 year old woman as the main character. Can she's we make a 23? Nah. Sexier. Nah. Nah. She's going to, because she needs experience, is one of the things I'm going to uh, be making the point of. She's a high achiever, an overachiever. She's literally been overachieving since her first day of primary school, into right. college, into university, out into the workforce. She's been jumping from startup company to startup company for the last 10 years. And Where each time. Go? Um, 
I don't think it really matters. Let's say she's like a financial whiz kid, a financial genius. She knows exactly how to pitch things to people, whatever, whatever. She's been getting fancier job titles every time she goes to a different startup. She's now 32. She's got a hell of a CV. She has been headhunted by this massive conglomerate. Right. Help me pick a name. Just pick a name so I've got something to refer to. Well, I don't know what this conglomerate does. They do everything. They've got their fingers in every pie. They're in industry. They're in medical technology. They're in cars. They're in chips. I a Japanese name then. Japanese companies, they do everything. Like Yamaha. They make keyboards and motorbikes. Yeah, okay. What's uh, Let's say... say, um, Yoshimoto. Yoshimoto Industries, okay? She gets recruited by Yoshimoto Industries. And uh, she gets a quite a high up role. Like she's been given the title of something like vice president of European operations, something big. Right. And uh, she comes in and it's her first day. She's being shown around by the president of European operations or what have you. Uh, she's going around each floor. She's being introduced to people as they go into the lift, though, there's um there's the 17th floor, which is the top floor, and the button is blacked out. She can't actually press it. Uh, and then she asks about it, and the guy says, no, no, you're not, you're not allowed up there yet. Uh, and then they continue with their stuff, and then she gets shown to her office. She sits down, they do a little chit-chat, and then uh, a woman comes in, and she says, I'm here for the blood sample. And, uh, you know, she's like, what, what do you mean blood sample? What do you need my blood sample for? And then the woman with the kit just says, oh, it's standard. Don't worry about it. It's all standard. And then, you know, she's confused, but she gives it up and then she goes away. And then we follow her over the first sort of couple of days and she starts to realize there's something very strange about this corporation. Now, what I'm leading towards is that I want to do a corporation slash occult thriller where there's a combination of this massive worldwide company, but also on the upper echelons of this company, you've got some weird occult conspiracy going on where maybe, you know, there's lizard people, fish people, uh, squid people. I don't know, something something weird is going on at the top and uh, this woman's getting dragged into it. Here's the twist. At the end of the first episode, we go back to her flat and... Uh, you know, as we've been watching this, we think she's a naive, you know, uh, individual who's been pulled into something that's out of her depth. But we actually go back to her flat and then she's, you know, she's got crazy paranoia boards on the board where she's got like pictures of all the head honchos of this company. And then one picture of a fish person or a lizard person or something. So she actually knows she's gone into this situation knowing what's going on and she's got her own agenda. Right. That's that's the pilot. But I mean, okay, there's a good setup for one finale of the show. How are you going to sustain it over 20 episodes? You tell me. Yeah. You help me develop this idea. I just well, all you... I know, all I know is I, I want to explore the corporate thriller world, but also for it to have an occult side to it. Yeah. But this is you've done the JJ Abrams school of writing a TV show. Exactly. Help me fill this out. Well, I'm not sure that's a good thing because the, 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 you you end up doing the you you end up writing a TV show from the audience's perspective, which is like, wouldn't it be cool if the audience see this? Wouldn't it be cool if the audience see this? Wouldn't they be hooked in? But in the back end, which is what is the occult conspiracy? How is this woman 
interested yeah, how did you get interested that's let's, the actual engine of the show let's figure out the engine johnny what do you think we're doing here this is the act of creation do you want I me to come I, come to you well, with I a finished it, car no but hit now but you start with the engine you don't just design a body chassis and then like all right it's going to look really really fast right and then we'll just stick a fast engine in there you've got to design the fast engine you know what i'm saying yeah, I hear you. And actually, hear you. you know, I think I think this. I think this. I think that this is the reason every single TV show ends in an unsatisfying way. It's because it's been designed us backwards. Because because every TV show just uh, hooks you. Every TV show, every TV show, even like Breaking Bad, which was a much lauded TV show. Do you remember the ending of Breaking Bad? Uh, I'll tell you what I remember of, shall, I, shall I tell you what I remember of the ending of Breaking Bad? Go on. He constructs a weird machine gun contraption, just like from the A team, to pop out of a car boat and, and kill a bunch of Nazis. Yeah, I remember that. How ridiculous is that? Listen, How ridiculous is that? Forget about, forget about Breaking Bad. We're not here to break okay. down Breaking Bad. I need you to help me with my TV show. Right, we need to get we need to get into the engine then. All right, let's get what, into the engine. What is the incult conspiracy? Um, there's these okay. Um, let's say squid people. You, you know squid people. Squid people is that a conspiracy? I've never heard of that. No, you, you know, like the the one who sleeps, like the squid people. The you know the one who Cth sleeps. What's that? Cthulhu, all that shit. Oh, Cthulhu, yeah, Lovecraftian yeah. stuff. Yeah, Lovecraftian stuff. But instead of having a massive, like, squid god, let's say you've got little squid people with the bodies of humans and the heads of squids. Interdimensional beings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but what's their intent? What's their motivation? Why okay. did they start a company? See, this has to be interesting. It can't just be like, oh. What's their so purpose? Let's talk about their purpose. They, they, they need something from this world. They feed on they something to, from this world. See, now, now, now we're thinking, now we're thinking. They feed on something. Is it energy? Is it, is it emotion? Is it... How about this? How about this? How about this? There's a interdimensional beings mm -hmm. who are who are afraid of humanity in a sense okay because and because of something they're afraid of within the human spirit they aim to entrap all of humanity in a bureaucratic system now we're talking now we're fucking talking they want to turn every human into this is this is this is my this is my grand conspiracy about the world jesus <laughs> this is my life story this but this is, is but this, this is part this, of the, this, this, listen this is part of the creative process is you end up bringing so much more of yourself into it than you realize no, as put, you're talking I don't, I don't want to put too much of myself in this <laughs> all right uh but i like the idea of uh this um you know interdimensional species who are probably ahead of us in technology and society by a couple of thousand years yeah and at some at some point at some point in our history they saw something in us that they didn't like and they were like we've got to 
we've got to watch out for these people because there's a, a nexus of some point, a crossing at some point where we can end up affecting them. Yeah, I don't, I never, that's a bit done before. I think that's a bit unoriginal. And also, I think that is also, um, I don't like when they give human motivations to alien beings. Alien beings fundamentally should be so alien that it's not that you can't comprehend, but it doesn't make sense to you, you know? You know, this is the sort of thing I'd have to think about for days. I don't think we could hash it out quickly. What do you like about squid people? What is it you like? Is it just how they look? I like the visual imagery of it. I like that it's very, like, off-putting. Here's, here's something better than that. What did you say? Humans with squid for heads? Yeah. No, how about this? How about this? There's quite literally a squid in a, in a jar in a in a in a like an aquarium square aquarium mm -hmm. controlling the whole company and then mm. it has like weird human kind of semi-human looking uh beings that can communicate with it and can then pass on its message so it's literally a squid but i think that's pretty standard i think that's that's pretty in, in it's better than the squid people because the squid people is too humanoid. That's another thing I don't like about sci-fi. But this is, is but this is the exact thing that I want. Is I want to include. I don't want them to be mystical. I want to literally include them in the corporate structure. I want a chief mm -hmm. of operations who's actually a lizard person, but actually does paperwork and does like, like the the sort of quarterly calls with the market watch and does the you know like comedic. No. But like fully serious, fully serious. We do it straight. There's no comedy here. But he has a squid for a head. Yes. But then how is he doing quarterly calls and stuff if he has a squid for a head? The, when they do those calls, they do it over the phone, don't they? You have, nah, you have to see the boss if he's the boss of it. Well, they've got human patsies. Let's say they've got human patsies. In That's that the case. point. That's the one I was saying. It's a squid in an aquarium. Mm -hmm. And then there are a bunch of humans, they ain't even really human. They're literally just mind controlled by the squid in the aquarium. Interesting. Do you understand what I'm saying? It could be very creepy. You could do you could do weird glitchy things. You could think you could have your little JJ Abrams moments like I don't oh, this I don't, at the end of the episode. But I don't want I don't want the creepy things. I don't, I'd rather have the human collaborators. I what's the vibe you want to go for this show? I, I want the vibe that you know, it's, it looks mystical at first, but there's nothing mystical going on. It's a straight up, like, they've already taken over. The people in charge have already sold out and they're already in on it. And we just don't know. But that's not a very big reveal at the end of the show though, is it? It's not a reveal. It's just the thing that keeps happening and becomes more and more apparent. I've lost you. Okay. How are we I... talking over the span? Are we talking over this? Okay. So one over one series, where would you get to? Where would the ending be? What would the ending leave the audience um, understanding? The ending has to be the end of the first series has to be revealing to the world the aliens who are in charge of this corporation, and then the subsequent series are the fallout of that. So the first series is this main character woman who's entering this place, looking yeah. to expose what's going on in here. 
And then the end of the first series is the big sort of leak, the video that leaks or the press conference or, or whatever way you want to do it. But there's a big explosion at the end where it's like the whole world sees, like the facade has been revealed. The whole world understands? Yes. Okay, all right. And then obviously you've, then you've got the fallout of obviously some people believe it, some people dismiss it, some people are like, oh my God, this is brilliant, this is what we've needed all along, and they become like massive squid supporters, whatever. You, you, can, you can picture that yourself. But the end of the first series is the revelation to the world. That's a bit too typical, though, turning people. It should be the real, I think the real energy of the whole show I think the real energy, sorry, my just messaging. I think the real energy of the whole show will come about once you come up with a motivation for the aliens and a reason for why they did what they did via a corporation. That is the crystal at the heart of the show, the beating heart of the show. Is why you know are they saying? doing this? Why are they doing yes. this? Why are they doing this? And if that's a good reason, not only does that give you a great ending point for the first series it gives you an engine to come up with all this other stuff if it's not a good reason it just gives you a pathetic kind of half interesting reveal at the end of it do you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah this I is what i'm talking you. about the jj abrams style and i never like it because it always ends up with unsatisfying shows where every tv show ends unsatisfying but if you come up with the engine first that beating heart beneath all of the layers that you're going to reveal and dance around as you're telling it, if you come up with a really good thing at the heart, then you don't even have to hold it back in a way, although you can hold it back, but you can also use it to inspire all this new energy. Do you understand what I'm saying? All these new... Do you understand what I'm saying about Loud and clear. Loud and clear. So you don't think that we can come up with that reason today? You think you need to sit on that? I think you maybe could. That's good. You know, you know what it is. Maybe you'll come into your head immediately, just jumps into your head and it's brilliant. Well, I do like the idea Maybe. of I do like the idea of lulling humanity into docility. I think there's been a bit is that too I obvious? Bit, is that been done? Bit, yeah, I think it's a bit too done. I mean, look, it's been 15 years since the iPhone. Everyone knows that mm. technology forces want to bring humanity to silly. I think there's maybe if there's an interesting twist there, you can really you could really, yeah. How about, you know, we we're talking about the age of Pisces. Yeah. The age of Pisces, what was it? It was spiritual, it was emotional, it was yeah. all of that, right? Yeah. So in the age of Pisces, that all of that spirituality and emotion, that mm. it, it releases energy on a wavelength. That I mean, that releases an energy that goes into a wavelength that seeps into their dimension, mm -hmm. which is pollution for them. Mate. It's pure pollution. So they Mate. come to us and then yes. they're like, we, we need to get, like they came in the like 1800s. They started the industrial revolution because they were like, we need to get them into this bureaucratic system and this sort yes. of logical way of thinking so we yes. can dampen their emotions and spirituality, dampen the pollution coming into our universe without having to commit genocide. Yes. And instead, they, give, they make products and stuff and people will fixate on the logos and the products and they're like topers. It's like ritualistic. And because people are like focusing, of the Yoshimoto logo so much, they actually feed off that in the energy of the alternative dimension. Do you understand what I'm saying, Liban? 
But then doesn't that... But it's that's, mystical. It's almost theological. But then that's still spiritual energy that, like, isn't that the, the same stuff that was... Energy. But that was yes. polluting them before. Like, the whole th thing I was saying is the reason why they came to our dimension is because we were polluting them and they were trying to stop us from polluting them. But now they're just getting to focus your spirituality into their own... And has it become like a drug light. for them? Is that what you're saying? Yes. yes, they feed off energy. They're like vampires, but they feed off people. So they came, about... they came to us to dampen our energies, mm. but we've accidentally subverted them into becoming drug addicts because they've ended up actually really liking the Yoshimoto energy that we've been sending them. Well, but let's, say, let's say this, let's say this way. Let's say like the Apple logo, right? Mm -hmm. The Apple logo actually means something in an alternate dimension mm. it's actually like the apple logo is actually how the aliens look or something in an alternate dimension gotcha and so they put it into a logo and they put in a billion products that people adore and worship because all these people fixating on the logo and having all these feelings around the logo they get this incredible energy is that too esoteric and too sort of mystical for a tv show though no, it's not too. If, if anything, it's a bit on the nose. You think it's too on the nose? How is it on the nose? I think it's too on the nose because then you're just becoming, you're following down this um, track that's very well trod about people's sort of love of commercialism. But it's almost like, it's almost like you, they're, 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 they're a new religion. They came to earth, they destroyed religion, they made their own new religion. But it's mm -hmm. not actually a religion like the old ways, it's religion in the new way. In the worship, age of Aquarius way. You worship, all, yeah, in, in, where you worship information stuff. Mm. Okay. Yeah, we need to figure that out. It's too esoteric, isn't it? It's too subtle for your average television show viewer. I think it's too subtle for me. I think, uh, no, no, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, I completely, get, I get what you're saying. It's too on the nose for you. I think it's too on the nose for me. I think it's, it becomes too obvious at that point. I think I like the idea, just the first half of it, of them coming to stop our pollution. That's the start of it. But then from that, whether they get corrupted and we corrupt them with, with our spirituality. I don't, I, I don't want this. I don't like the idea that they already have a symbol or like they already have something which we're feeding energy into, if you see what I mean. You don't like that idea. Yeah, I'd rather... I'd rather they were like these pure logical beings and we corrupted them and then they've sort of oh. we've corrupted them and brought them halfway down right. to our level so maybe right. that's why maybe that's why some of them are getting a benefit from the yoshimoto thing um and the yoshimoto logo and the yoshimoto ideology and all of that but then that may lead to, you know, factionalism on their part, on the ones who think that, you know what, we've gone down too far. This is not working. We need to abort them and genocide humanity. And then the ones that have become corrupted are like, you know, no, 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 no. This is working. We need to keep going with this. I like the idea of we've corrupted them. And they're trapped now. Because we're humanity, we like you can try to fuck with us, but we're we're still going to our, our oil stains are going to go in deep in your soul, isn't it? I don't know about that. Come I on, I don't have much faith in humanity these days. Come but, on, but that's the opposite of faith in humanity. That's in our dirt and our filth. Yeah, you can't you can't get rid corrupt. of it. Yeah, anything good and pure or whatever, we will get our hands on. And uh, it's maybe too spiritual. 
how are you going to come up? This is maybe too. Hmm. Yeah, maybe there's too, I don't know. There's too fine and subtle a point. How would you manifest that in more concrete? You know? Hmm. Well, I don't want this to be a sci-fi thing where you've got a machine that literally converts energy into blah, blah, blah. That This isn't a sci-fi thing. This is a corporate occult It's basically X-Files. It's basically like X-Files. Well, X-Files was like, they were always looking for a specific explanation, weren't they? Yeah, but they often didn't come up with an explanation. It was just like weird phenomena, mm. you know? A weird phenomena could sometimes just exist. I do like, what if, what if something about the squid people or whatever the fuck they are manifests in all these weird, aberrant, maybe, things... And then you could have like Monster of the Week episodes, like X Files. Hate it. Sometimes you know Hate how X Files used to. Sometimes yeah, yeah, them. I know. They go to some random town in the middle of the but Midwest. That's good. And you they... get a lot as a writer. You get a lot of license then. To no, just I just go want nuts with I, particular episodes. I just want one through line. I don't want a big, a, like a like expanding, a grandiose story. I just want one tight through line, like a, a race from beginning to end that just feels like breakneck. TV shows don't have races, though, to beginning and end. Yeah, some of them just, do. Some of them have got crazy paces. Yeah, but they never tie. They just go, okay, let's have a hook at the end of this episode. Here's a, here's a, here's a clown stroking a monkey. Oh, tune in next week. All right, let's have a hook <laughs> at the end of this. It's, it's like lost. Everything is just lost now. Oh, look, there's a, there's a, purple leaf on a tree what does this mean tune in next week all right you're in next week oh look someone else just started speaking a random different language what does that mean okay tune in next week it's just that shit for like 17 seasons that's mm. how all tv shows are i don't think it's name one that's like a tight actually well constructed you know start to finish let me think let me think there is none there is none Listen, you're, you're crowding me here. Step, take a step back and let me All think. Right. You can't just step back. take a step back, bro. <laughs> I'm going to have to come back to you on that one. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I'm it's sure mechanical. there are. But, you know, it's fine for us to do a tight 10 episodes of one, one off TV show. Anyway. Yeah. So sure what, what do you think? Does this, does this have legs? Have I, have I given you enough for this to be... Uh, it's not enough. I don't know if it has legs yet. It may have been enough for me to tell if it has legs yet. What do you need to know. hear? What do you need to hear, Johnny? What's missing? I told you, I want the engine at the heart. What's, what's actually the reason behind everything? You know? Okay, I'll work, I'll work on this. I'll come back. We, I'll, you know what? I'm not going to edit this until we've got the engine, and then I'll what include it, it in an episode. This? So let's say, let's say, what is it about this that you like? Is it the combination of a corporation and the occult do you like yes absolutely because uh, corporations are these very sterile environments they've got procedures they've got ways of operating they've got divisions they've got it's all very like regimented and it's hard to be creative or to to you know do interesting things without the corporate structure within the corporate structure what they're good for is long-term stability uh, getting profits focusing on your margins all that sort of clinical thinking 
the occult is this world of chaos of like meaning that is vague and mystical and i just i just like to see where the two cross over and how it affects it yeah okay i'm about to send liban something listeners if you wish to participate at home just uh google oh fuck i can't send it through okay i'll send it on the telegram if you wish to participate at home i want you to google uh, masonic symbols in corporate logos <laughs> can you see this on telegram while i'm showing you the back hold on let me open it up yes i can see it all right so this is actually this is actually quite a you know typical conspiracy thing where you know many people do believe that many of these symbol many of these like um this is, this is a better one than this i've seen as well but you see the google the gmail logo is actually the masonic royal arch apron logo the google chrome logo is like it's all it's all like um, yeah i see what you're saying so this is actually quite common like sort of conspiracy idea that these companies are, are steeped in occult symbolism but that's usually masonic or whatever but you know yeah let's but go yeah, well that's what, that's that's what like. that's what i'm attracted by that's what yeah, that's what yeah. makes me like this idea yeah i mean i think it could work i think we, we would have to do work on the other end but you see i like the idea i like that idea you could have this kind of somewhat occult practice if you developed your own like a cult practice you could do loads of things with that because then you'd have like some things in the corporation are like bizarre you know mm -hmm. like they want you to hop three times when you get into the building and then you realize oh that's actually an occult practice something you get what i'm saying you i get what you're times, saying i you get what you're what I mean? saying well that's what i was hinting towards when the woman had to give up the blood sample it's yes. literally little things like that which yes. you wouldn't do at another company but you do at this one and you just brush it off as some weird quirk that this place has but it's fundamentally related to their occult rituals yeah is it a cult or is it alien see this is the stuff that this is stuff that it's not a cult it's occult it's but no occult or, or alien because occult means hidden secretive it's yeah, it's, attached to like um, magic that's the thing is like that, that if this is kind of it's that thing where advanced science is magical and advanced magic is science it's the where it crosses over into these interdimensional beings who some people refer to in a supernatural way and other people would look at it in a scientific framework how so about, it's, it's not how, quite clear how about the companies run by people who are deeply into occult symbolism and are performing kind of strange rituals via the company so that they have great quarterly profits <laughs> so no no for the you know for bigger bigger ends or something talk, know, okay talk, we, talk we, me we through should... it talk me through it what do you mean well, like, I mean, to perform a, you know, to occult rituals, I think mainly the, one of the basics of magic is to kind of focus a lot of human energy and focus onto certain objects, onto certain symbols, to charge them via certain things. And uh, what if you used your company to channel human energies and stuff like that? Do you know what I'm saying? I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I do. 
So for instance, if you took a blood samples of everyone in a company, right? You know, that's their blood that has some sort of connection and certainly in the cult realm, you, you have some kind of blood connection. I mean, it's quite literally like witchcraft. Yeah, it's a, right? it's a sympathetic connection between the source and the target. Yeah. I, right, and you can, you, can, you can use that blood connection to do something maybe to, I don't know. Listen, I think we should think about it more. I don't think we're going to figure out. Okay, I'll tell you what. We'll think about it. We'll, we'll come back next. We'll week. leave it there today.